Hi, everyone. This is Jamie Tardy from eventualmillionaire.com, and you are listening to the man who is too humble to call himself our leader, our sage, our Jedi master, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the podcast answer man. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, You've come to the right place. Podcast Answer Man presents The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Well, hello everyone and welcome to episode number 512 of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Super excited to come to you this week with the topic at hand. In fact, recently I published a post on Facebook asking my community for some questions that I could cover in my vlog. For those of you who may not know this, I am attempting to vlog every day in August, although I am not hitting every single day, but that's okay. I don't believe in putting out content just for content's sake, and so therefore I try to make sure that if I'm going to put a vlog episode out, that I feel that there is some sort of value beyond just entertainment. Although, I recognize that entertainment alone is value in and of itself, but I'm striving for a little bit more in the content that I'm creating for my YouTube channel, especially during this early stage of ramping things up, if you will, as far as taking YouTube seriously as a platform. Now, with that being said, I did get some questions from my community, and there was this one question posted by my friend Tammy Adams that I feel like I'd like to go a little bit more in depth on the answer to her question, and the question is this, what do you think is the number one reason people struggle to get their small businesses jump-started and earning a decent income? Now, knowing that Tammy also listens to this podcast and that she's coming to the Next Level Workshop in November, I knew that she would be listening to this podcast episode and that it wouldn't be a big deal if instead of answering it in a vlog episode, I could answer it here in the podcast. So with that being said, I'm not going to be able to share with you just one reason people struggle with their small businesses to get them jump-started and earning a decent income. Because I don't know what the number one reason would be. There are so many different unique reasons for different individuals. Although there are five common reasons that I think are probably near the top. That they would probably compete for one another. It's certainly true of all five of these that there are reasons why it took me longer myself to get my business off the ground and and generating an incredible amount of profit. Uh, And so I want to share with you in this episode those five reasons. The first reason that I have written down here in my outline is that people feel uncomfortable charging money for something that comes so naturally to them. They feel like perhaps maybe their gifts and talents, the things that they love, the things that they would do all day without getting paid anything, those kind of things are meant to be freely given to others. 
I know I struggled with this mindset myself. I, I've been very open with the fact that I had this warped understanding of why people get paid and how much people get paid to do certain things. And it's crazy for me today to think that I used to think this way, but I'm going to lay it out for you. I used to think that the more difficult your job was, the more money you should get paid for it. Also, I felt that the more you hated your job, even if it wasn't difficult, but if you really hated to do what you were doing, the more you hated it, but if you were great at it, you should get paid really well to do it. It's kind of like saying, hey, um, how much money would it cost for me to get you to do this? I know that that sounds ridiculous, but I did have this belief that the harder the job that you are doing, the more money you should get paid for it. Or even if the job's easy, if you're not necessarily passionate about it and you kind of hate what you're doing, then you should get paid more to do it because that's how they incentivize you to do that work that you're not so crazy about. It was the book 48 Days to the Work You Love that I read, and it wasn't until I believe it was after I left my career in insurance and I was pursuing my own online business that I finally got around to reading that book and internalizing the message that Dan Miller had. And by the way, it's called 48 Days to the Work You Love by Dan Miller, great personal friend of mine these days. It was a game changer for me to read that book and to discover that there was a world of people out there who were getting paid extremely well to do work that they love. But I recall in the first few months and actually almost throughout the first three quarters of the year in 2008, where I just felt uncomfortable charging people money for an hour-long call where I felt like I was just chatting with friends. It was kind of like just playing around. I feel like the stuff that, and that, this is the other thing, charging thing, remember I said that this, they feel uncomfortable charging money for things that come so naturally to them. And that's another key point in this first reason why a lot of people fail to get things ramped up quickly and generate a decent income with their business. The thing is, is that, People were paying me for an hour at the time, and they were asking me questions like, what letter comes after B in the alphabet? I mean, the answer is obviously C, and do you need to, me to tell you that it's D-E-F-G-H-I? I mean, I the, the kind of questions people were asking me, it felt like those kind of questions. It, it, it felt like that kind of information. It was so second nature to me. But why was it second nature to me? Well, mostly because I've been a tech geek, obsessed with computers and technology since the time my dad brought home his very first Commodore VIC-20 computer. And, and I've just always tried to find ways to figure out how things work, taking them apart, learning the ins and outs. And when it came to podcasting, by the time I had decided to pursue this full-time as my career, I already had a countless number of hours devoted to all the stuff related to podcasting. I had been doing podcasting for two years, and that was an insane amount of time outside of my day job spent on doing research for episodes, outlining episodes, recording episodes, 
editing episodes, publishing episodes, but not only that, but figuring out social media tools. I mean, literally night and day learning every new social media tool out there, how to use them to network, to grow an audience, how to build relationships with people online and how to connect people with each other and trying to figure out what was it that that I was doing that was generating such an amazing response with my Lost podcast and the other podcasts that I was doing with my wife. All of that stuff was just a passion of mine. It was stuff that came naturally to me, things that I love to do, and I'd been doing it for two years with an insane amount of hours invested in those two years of doing all those things that by the time I'm sitting here trying to make a living doing this full time, people wanted to pay me for an hour of having a conversation with them and I felt like they didn't tax me at all. It's like I I felt like maybe after after an hour if I'm going to if I'm going to send you this invoice for what I thought at the time was a lot of money, well, then I feel like I should have had to work hard for it and 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 that it shouldn't have come as easy or naturally. And so I and, and and for some reason I felt like I only am providing value if I'm being stretched to provide that value. And you know what? Come to think of it, I feel like there's probably a part of me that still has a little bit of that mindset left. That sometimes I feel like I'm not providing value unless I'm being stretched in the offering of that value. That I still feel like there's something inside of me that still feels like I have to work hard to generate income and I'm still working through some of that. But my first reason is that I believe that a lot of people feel uncomfortable charging money for something that just comes so naturally. The second reason that I have written down in my outline is that they don't feel confident in charging enough money for their products and services that would allow them to operate a profitable and responsible business. Especially, this is true, for anyone who has lived their entire life as an employee who leave the hourly rate getting paid once a week or being paid every other week And then all of a sudden you leave that and you are now a self-employed business owner. And by the way, that was me. You know, I was that guy. My first year, I felt like when I was charging people $50 an hour for consulting work, I felt like that was a lot of money. Most of my experience of an employee making, starting out, gosh, in the early days, I think it was like $6 an hour, and then I moved up to $8 an hour, and then $12 an hour, and different different occupations I had over my, my young adult life, and then all the way to when I was an insurance agent making, you know, what, I think I was making $22 an hour or $24 an hour, and then commissions on top of that which the commissions would eclipse the hourly rate that I was getting paid, but I was still paid by the hour in the family-run insurance agency. But even then, it was, you know, I think it was like 22, 24, 26 bucks an hour, something like that when I had left. But the reality is, is that even that, when I, and, and by the way, remember, I had that first mindset that you get paid to do work that you don't love and and that the harder your work is, the the more you should get paid. And now all of a sudden, I am 
leaving that work behind, the work that I grew to despise eventually because I found my true joy, which is creating content that is entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspirational, that I'm helping create positive change in people's lives because I come from a background where my one desire was to be involved in full-time ministry, which I believe I am definitely involved in full-time ministry today. But... um I'm doing this work that I love. I'm absolutely enjoying it. I'm having conversations. People are getting on the phone with me. They're asking questions for an hour. I'm getting ready to send them an invoice for 50 bucks, and they're thrilled. (laughs) They are thrilled with what they just got with a one-hour conversation with me. Not only did they get the information that they desired to get, but they get off the phone more hyped up, encouraged, inspired, motivated to go take over the world. That's how they felt after they get off the phone with me because that's that's a part of who I am and what I do. But for me, I'm thinking, I just had a blast. That was fun. I felt like sometimes I felt like I was having such a great time that I should have paid them for their time for to allow me to have that much fun with them. That, that's more of reason one. But reason two, however, is charging them enough. So again, I, at, when I first started, I just started charging $50 per hour. That was double what I was making as an insurance agent. And as an insurance agent, for some reason in my mind, I had this feeling like that is a professional career, you know, and here I am as, well, what am I? I'm a guy who's answering your questions about podcasting and technology and and all the stuff that's super easy that doesn't everybody on earth know this stuff. And and here I am charging double what I would what I've ever been paid before. And so I felt like 50 bucks an hour was a lot. And the reality is is that if you're a consultant and a coach, you're not even going to meet poverty standards at 50 bucks an hour because you're not going to book yourself 40 hours a week. If you are going to be doing coaching and consulting and one-on-one with people, primarily getting started out of the gate and that's where a majority of your income is coming from, you're going to need to be able to charge enough money so that 15 to no more than 20 hours a week is generating all the income required from that stream of income. And what people do, I think, is they say, well, you know, I I just need to make enough money to pay the bills. And that is a significant issue. Of course, that one's kind of a different issue in and of itself, but still charging enough money. If you are not generating enough money for your business to pay for its own expenses, to put enough money away for continued education so that you can improve what you have to offer to your clients, if you do not have enough income generated so that you can spend time working on marketing for your business, working on learning new things for your business, creating other products and services that aren't immediately paying you income, but will provide you residual income down the road once you make them available and it doesn't require your time one-on-one anymore. If you don't have time to create those things, if your business is not generating enough money to pay for your health insurance for you and your family, if you have a family, if your business is not generating enough income for you to pay yourself a paycheck that allows you to achieve your financial goals of being debt-free and to pay all of your bills on time, but also put money aside for the things that you feel led to save for and also to give generously to those around you. If you're not charging enough money for the products and services that you offer to provide all of those things, then what you have is not a responsible business. And in 2008, 
because I did not feel confident in charging enough money for my products and services for those first, let's say, nine months, I can tell you right now, (laughs) I was not running a responsible business. Now, the great news is that I was surrounded with amazing mentors and business advisors, people who I was leaning into heavily for their advice, their wisdom. They saw things within me They saw a lot of potential for growth, personal growth, professional growth. They had lots of advice that they were willing to offer, and I was implementing it as quickly as I could. They were very gracious, allowing me the time to process the things that they were teaching me, understanding that my mindset couldn't just go from being a toddler in business all the way to a grown adult, but that it was going to take time for some of this stuff to to sink in and to permeate and to have some experience with some success. And And these people, thankfully, saw enough in me that they were willing to encourage me to move forward, even though they would probably even say, yeah, where where you're at right now, if you continue to do the things that you're doing now in the way that you're doing them, this is not responsible. The best thing, the most responsible thing for you probably is to go ahead and get your job back. Go back to that. That's the responsible thing to do. But thankfully, those people understood that I had what it was going to take to turn things around and to eventually create a business that was indeed very profitable and would one day be extremely responsible. And so I'm thankful for those people. If it weren't for those people and the things that they taught me that helped me radically change my mind, I would have never been in a place where I could change my mindset about charging people enough money for my products and services. And I am so thankful for those people in my life. I would not be where I am today without them. And what I can tell you is that one of the things, and a very important thing that they had constantly told me is that I needed to raise my rates, raise my rates. And they also worked very hard with me on this idea of what I'm getting paid for. And we talked about this in an earlier episode of this podcast where I told you that people are not paying you for an hour of your time. But uh, I learned so many valuable things. But my second reason why I think a lot of people are failing to see their businesses get the jump start that they need and earning a very decent income is due to the fact that they're just not confident in charging enough money. The third reason I have listed on my outline here is that they have not been able to find the intersection between the marketplace and their gifts, talents, passions, experience, and other areas of expertise. When I left my career in insurance to pursue podcasting full-time, I knew that podcast coaching and consulting was going to be a significant portion of my income, at least early on. I knew that that was already an area where I was generating some income, and I knew that I, if I had more time, out, if I didn't have the day job distracting me from my hobby, if, if, if I had more time devoted to that, I knew I could generate at least enough income to squeeze by. But the thing is, though, my goal in 2008 was to get to the place where I didn't need to do that anymore, where one day I could just make a majority of my income from just creating content that entertained 
educated, encouraged, and inspired people. That basically I wanted to, my dream at the time was I I just want to leave my day job and I want to sit behind, I want to spend time researching content for podcast episodes, sit behind the microphone, record those, edit them, put them online, and let them be life-changing for people. And I wanted to interact with the community and and just be involved in their lives and build relationships. And I just wanted to be paid to do that. Well, I pursued that all through 2008. And eventually I learned that, okay, this may be possible, but I believe there is a more profitable route that's easier for me to take at this moment in time. So what happened was I had these gifts and talents and passions for creating content. I had some areas of experience and expertise in certain of the topics that I wanted to share with the world and I just felt like just creating content alone and having people download them that there would be enough value there that I should be able to generate an income from that. And well, I became somewhat successful in landing several sponsorship deals. I did a bit of advertising, uh, which there's a difference between advertising and sponsorship. I had already discovered a, a little bit of success with affiliate income, and also there was listener contributions in the early days, And I decided to pursue something that I had saw another podcaster do, and that is to create premium content. And I created this thing called Plus Membership, where uh, for $10 a month, you can get every episode of every podcast that I produce. And at the time, before I made that decision, I was producing, I think there were two or three shows that we were doing, and we were doing one show, one episode per week. When I made the decision to create this Plus membership, we launched a bunch of different shows. I think at one point I was doing seven to 10 podcast episodes a week for seven different shows. Uh, No, I'm sorry, for five different shows. And I was producing one episode per week for every one of those shows. So it was a lot more content than I was creating before I had the Plus membership. And And I knew that this content would be extremely interesting to those who were listening to the shows I was already creating. And here's what I said to the people. I said, listen, the content that we're doing today is going to continue to be free. But if you want to have additional content above and beyond what we're already creating, plus new episodes for all of these other shows that we're starting, then it's $10 a month. And I got to the place where that alone was generating $28,000 of income. And I could have grown that. But at the same time, what was happening was my coaching and consulting business for podcasting was really ramping up and really taking off. And I was making a a lot more money in coaching and consulting than I was in the $28,000 a year coming from that premium content. But the problem was is that there were a few hundred people who were paying for Plus membership and there was all of this content that I was creating that I believed was life-changing content that I desperately wanted as many people to hear and to experience and to have the opportunity to be exposed to it. And I'm like, okay, I'm making all of this money in coaching and consulting and I'm making... a a small percentage of my income from this $28,000 that's coming in each year right now, if I shut down the $28,000 and give all that content away for free, 
that's not going to hinder me too much financially. And I can I can make that up in doing more in the coaching and consulting, just put a little extra emphasis and focus on some of the products and services on that side. And if I just give away all of that content for free that I was actually charging people money for, then it has the benefit of of benefiting everyone in the world who would potentially want to listen to it. And so what I found was that my passion and gifts and talents uh, the the marketplace wasn't there for me to generate the amount of income from that passion, that desire, that dream. A- at least not the not with the audience size that I had, and and the reality was at the time it's like okay, what would it take for me to get my audience to that size, and is that what I really want to do? Because now I'm seeing this podcast coaching and consulting taking off a whole lot. This has become a whole lot bigger than I thought it ever could be, and I see potential for really maybe even unlimited growth potential for many years to come. And so for me, what I found was, okay, I was pursuing something that didn't have the greatest intersection between what I wanted and what I was great at and the marketplace, what people would pay me for. I, there Again, I, I had some success, but not the financial success that would allow my business to be known as a responsible, profitable business. I find a lot of people struggling with that. They, they have these dreams and their goals and their passions. They want to turn their hobby into a full-time career. And that's what a lot of people have seen me do. And what I found is that through my own journey, I found that the intersection between my gifts and talents and passions and experience and areas of expertise, the the intersection between all of that in the marketplace, what people would pay me for, the biggest intersection was this podcast coaching and consulting. And now, 10 years later, now that I have this very successful track record of experiencing all of those difficulties in the early stages of building my online business and then getting my business to where it is today, which is wildly profitable, way beyond my imagination of 10 years ago, that's for sure. And the the projections moving forward are off the charts. And not only that, because of my experience of networking and being in very close relationships, even mastermind relationships with some of the most successful online business owners and just the mentors that I have that are not just mentors, but they're also very close personal friends. Because of all of that experience, today, 10 years later, I have discovered a whole new intersection between my gifts, passions, talents, areas of expertise, and experience and that is running and growing a profitable online business, which is why now I'm not just teaching people how to launch podcasts, I'm also teaching people how to build a profitable and responsible online business around their podcasting efforts. The third reason, they fail to find that intersection between what they feel like they're great at and what they wanna do and what the marketplace is, which is what people would be willing to pay them to do it. The fourth reason that I have on my outline is that they are too focused on where they're going to earn their next dollar and they take too little or no time at all evaluating where they want their business to be in the next five to 10 years. In fact, this is the one thing that I wish I would have done 
actually the first three days, I wish I would have taken three days without doing any work whatsoever in the first three days of my business. And I wish I would have went on a little three-day retreat. And in, during that three-day retreat, I wish I would have sat down and just dreamed about where I wanted my business to be in five to 10 years with the explicit instructions to dream bigger than I feel comfortable dreaming. And specifically, I would ask myself, how much money do I want my business to be generating on a monthly basis? Or how much money do I wanna be making in personal income after taxes? And what do I want my lifestyle to look like? How many hours a week do I want to work? What kind of work do I want to be working on? What kind of customers do I want? And all of those different things, just dreaming about the future. I wish I would have taken a three-day sabbatical retreat and just got away and dreamed about the future. And the one thing I know today is that when you start with the end in mind, then you can determine the path to get you there. So it's it's setting the destination of where do you want to go. And a lot of people have started a journey of building an online business, but they have no destination of where they're going. They just know that they wanted to start a journey. But when you say, hey, I want my business to generate a minimum of $10,000 a month. I want my business to generate a minimum of $20,000 a month. I want to be able to bring home a a net paycheck of $12,000 after taxes. (laughs) My personal paycheck, once per month, every month, I want $12,000 net income. When you start thinking along those lines, then you turn around and instead of just taking any job that can possibly, you know, that'll bring in the next dollar, then you start saying, okay, well, this is how much money my business needs to generate and this is how many hours I am available to work based upon how many hours I have available to work and the amount of income I need to generate, what kind of products and services must I offer and at what price to make those dreams a reality. And then, okay, with those products and services, what can I do to add value to those who buy those products and services so that they are actually receiving as much, if not a great deal more value than what they're paying to allow me to achieve those dreams and goals. So starting with the end in mind, that's something that most brand new entrepreneurs, people who are starting out, they struggle because they don't start with the end in mind. They don't have a destination and they're too focused day by day on just earning their next dollar, doing anything that will help put food on the table. The final reason that I have here on my outline is that they failed to prepare for the fact that running a business requires more time than just doing the activity that generates their income. A lot of people who want to start their own business, whether it's, let's just say they're gonna be a freelance copywriter or they're gonna be a podcast coach and consultant. What they think is that, okay, I'm going, I wanna work 40 hours a week, okay? Actually, let's just say it's 30 hours a week of consulting with a couple hours in between for buffers between consulting clients. Maybe it's a number of projects that you're working on for your clients if you're doing other type of work. 
you, you think, okay, this is how many hours I'm going to work and I'm going to do that. And I divide the amount of, in, you know, number of hours I have with the amount of money that I want to generate. And that's, that's what I'm going to do. That's what my business is. But the reality is, is that you can't spend all of your time in your business doing the work that is your consulting, that is your writing, that is fulfilling projects. It's, you can't spend all of your time creating products. You can't spend all your time providing services. You have to be able to block out a certain amount of time throughout your week or budget time throughout your month where you are doing that work that generates the income. But you're also going to need to budget time in your business for accounting, bookkeeping, uh, at least if you're not at a place financially where you can afford to hire somebody else to do those things for you. And also, if you can't afford to hire somebody to create your website and host it and design it and all that other stuff, chances are you're probably going to spend several hours invested in learning how to do a lot of things with technology. And you're going to have to learn software programs to be able to accomplish some of the things that you want to be able to do in your business. There are corporate filings. There's all kinds of other things. And and not to mention marketing. Marketing and sales is in and of itself a full-time job, it seems. When I started my business, I was just like trying to get people to hire me. And and once I got hired and my schedule is booked, it's like awesome. I, 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 would, I would fulfill all of those hours of work. And then when I finished that, I'm like, okay, where's my next round of clients? Well, I, I don't have a next round of clients. I, I don't have anything else on the books. Why? Well, because I haven't been marketing myself while I spent the last two weeks fulfilling all of the work that I agreed to do for the people who were on my schedule the last time I, I booked all of that when I was marketing my business. For you to have a successful, profitable business, you need to be able to budget some time for actually doing the work, but you also have to consistently be marketing your business as well. And not only that, but for some people, you need to actually educate yourself on how to market your business. So it's not just marketing your business, but learning how. Maybe for some people that's learning how to do Facebook ads. Maybe for some people it's learning all about email marketing and how all of that works and and creating the content for all of that marketing. There is a lot of other things and and I think one of the reasons, another reason why many people fail to get their businesses jump-started and earning a decent income is because there's they're budgeting all of their time to do the work that is what they're known for, but they're not budgeting enough time to work on their business. And and this, a lot of people, a bunch of other business coaches would say it this way. They're working in their business, but they don't ever spend time working on their business. Tammy, thank you so much for asking this question. These are all not easily, but these are all rectifiable. It, in fact, I know this to be true because I I experienced every single one of these things that I shared in this outline. It was so easy for me to communicate this stuff to you because I have experienced everything that I've talked about here. And I can tell you today that I don't struggle with hardly any of that stuff except for I'm still expanding my mindset and my comfort level with a few things. It, it, there's always You're always taking things to the next level, but for the most part, I, I have learned the secrets to the success of building a profitable and responsible online business. And by the way, folks, 
I am teaching people how to do exactly that through my building an online business around your podcasting efforts workshop. It's the next level workshop that I host here in my studio. In fact, this is coming out on Friday, August 18th. As this is coming out to you guys, there is a group of people here in my next level studio who are learning how to do all of these things, how to avoid these five mistakes and the things to do instead here in the Next Level Workshop. And the cool thing is, is it's not just me spouting out a formula and information, but it's going to be how does this information apply to each of those individuals. That's why I do this in a very small group fashion the way that I'm doing it right now. Obviously, it's too late for you to join us here on August 18th and 19th, but my next session of the Next Level Workshop is coming up on November 3rd and 4th. There are 12 spots for that, and I will tell you right now, six of those spots have already been sold, so it's halfway sold out. If you are interested in joining me November 3rd and 4th, I encourage you to do so. Head over to podcastanswerman.com slash next level workshop. That's podcastanswerman.com slash next level workshop. Now, for those of you who are looking to launch a podcast and you're ready to get that thing rolling, start creating content, start building that audience, if you would like to have me as your personal coach walking you through every single step of launching a podcast, my next session of Podcasting A to Z is coming up on Monday, September 18th in just a couple weeks. So I would encourage you to join me for that. I would love to help you successfully launch your podcast. And with that, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back again next week. And until then, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast. Add some man.